You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And along the along with us tonight is our friend Josh from Josh Hawks underscore pod. How are we doing tonight? Oh, it's sorry. It is Wednesday. I'm sorry, it's Monday. Wow, what a great start. <laughs> it is Monday, isn't it? It's the bonus episode this week, Monday, January the 30th at 837 here in snowy, gross, cold Springfield, USA. Matt, Josh, how are we doing, boys? Good. It's Monday. I'm ready for the second edition of the Sunflower Showdown tomorrow in Allen Fieldhouse on ESPN Plus, which is bullshit. But other than that, <laughs> Josh, I'm doing pretty good. Excited to be back on here once again, even though a little flashbacks because the last time I was on here, I struck a, a mad three game losing streak for Hawks. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. You sure did. <laughs> That's probably the quickest turnaround you've had um, being on the podcast. So, I think so. Okay, tonight's episode consists of the second round of the Sunflower Showdown between K State number seven, K State versus. Number eight, KU in Allen Fieldhouse. The last time that they met, K-State won in overtime, 83-82 to 82 in Manhattan. Here we go for round two. But first, briefly, Matt, go ahead and run down the K-State versus Florida game from the SEC Big 12 Challenge from Saturday. Um, as I came in watching that game from a snowy day outside, K-State really dominated uh, literally from the tip way down to the closing minutes. I mean, I guess you could maybe count the start of the second half. Florida got within 12, and they were shooting the ball okay. But other than that, K-State literally dominated. And me and you talked before the podcast, K-State really didn't even shoot that well either. They just rebounded and played outstanding defense. Yep, K-State uh... – Took down the Florida Gators. They had they jumped out to what a fifteen to six lead to start the game. Uh, halftime score they were at thirty seven to sixteen. Um, a quick uh, run by the Gators to start the second half to cut it within, like you said, within eleven. It looks like, um, but otherwise it was all K State the whole game. Um, there really wasn't much fight from the Gators. Cats. Take home the victory in front of the Lavender crowd, 64-50, to 50, to move to 18-3, and three, and undefeated at home this year, which is outstanding, 12-0. Um, yeah. Another sold-out crowd for Bramlage Coliseum. I don't think this um, this is correct on ESPN. It says it was 88% full on ESPN, but I don't think Bramlage holds 12,000. Am I miss, Am I missing something here? I thought they no, announced the sellout. <laughs> they announced the sellout all over Twitter and on yeah, TV. I don't understand. They I don't hold twelve thousand five hundred, according to ESPN or according to what? Uh, on Ken Palm. 
Oh, well, I don't understand how the, are we selling out or are we not selling out? They keep announcing sellouts. <laughs> Regardless, K State wins and and 37% from the field, 23% from three. It's not like they had the greatest shooting night of the world, but this is the big number 49 rebounds to 36. Out rebounded Florida by 13 and did not turn the ball over as much. So, Cats win their share of the Big 12 SEC challenge. The Big 12 did win the challenge 7-3, to three, which was a little surprising on my end. But, uh, Josh, let's go ahead and run down the KU-Kentucky game. Yeah, so Hawks got the win. Um, not really the performance I was expecting going in. I didn't really think they were going to win this game. My mo- my main worry coming in was how we were going to defend Oscar Shibway, especially after that Baylor game where we were allowed – um, just offensive board after offensive board, couldn't get a stop. I was worried that KJ was going to get in foul trouble early, and then it was just going to be kind of just a terrible game like like the Baylor and like the uh, TCU game were. But he he stayed or he stayed in. He played well. Uh, we had a couple injuries with McCullers and uh, Zuby, but really the player of the game, I think, in this one was uh, – um, Uday off the bench. He didn't really put up a whole lot of stats. He only had four points and two boards, but he he's, I mean, just huge minutes uh, guarding Deshibwe and not allowing him, only holding him to um, nine rebounds in the game. So that was nice to see. Um, they pretty much just dominated um, this game the entire way. Second half was a little bit closer back and forth, but it just showed that they're definitely a better team than Kentucky and Kentucky is just not, you know, I mean, they're not what they are normally and whatever, but it was nice to get a bounce back performance and see the bench guys step up regardless of if they were, they weren't scoring. Uh, it was only six points off the bench, but that's to be kind of expected with how the season's been going so far and the, not getting points off the bench from guys. But other than that, it was, it was nice to see a bounce back performance from the Hawks and get him back on the right track as they continue the big 12 gauntlet that it is. Well, can we talk about how ESPN, all those guys on the basketball game day chose Kate, uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. And I hate I, John. Curry, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. Kentucky's just not like I watched that game and I don't, I don't think that KU played completely outstanding by any means, but I think it's more so that Kentucky is just not as good as going into this game as people thought they were. Yeah. Like, I, I, th- I, don't, I mean, they had, uh, I mean, they were obviously struggling early in the season and then they, they lose to South Carolina and everyone's just melting down, but then they go into Knoxville and they beat Tennessee. And then they had one other big win after that, I think. So yeah, I think, I think they went on like a four game, five game winning streak before KU came to town. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. And the Big 12 is just clearly a better conference. Um, TCU, Iowa State, and Texas were the only the lone losers on the day. But but TCU, I think, is the only team that gets a pass here because their mm-hmm. best player was injured. Um, Texas, I had I I guess I don't know what I was thinking because I actually bet them to win that game. So I feel like an idiot for betting them. Like I I had I had K State, KU, and Texas all on a parlay on on one parlay on money lines. And I looked at the Texas game and I go, that's the one that's going to screw me. And of course, that's what happened. <laughs> um, and then Iowa State, Iowa State, I think was the biggest letdown of all the Big Twelve teams that lost, going into Columbia and just getting monkey stomped. I don't, I just their their offense didn't show up. 
Um, but but you look at the rest of the Big 12, uh, the Big 12 showed up very well for the challenge and getting that um, showing out for the Big 12, um, showing that they it is the best basketball conference in, in the in the nation. And it's not even close. It's just. Yeah, not. It's close. yeah they finally won the challenge, lost it the last two years. And it was just hard to see because you knew that the Big 12 was so much better. Mm-hmm. And they would always lose the SEC challenge, so you can't really talk after that. But it was nice to see that. And, yeah, I would agree that uh, really I think the only one that sucked was Iowa State. I mean, the TCU one, I, Mike Miles doesn't get hurt in that game. They win. And then ten- Tennessee, Texas, I mean, Tennessee's a really good team, so by far the best in the SEC. So, obviously, they're, what, number two in the nation now, so. Well, and how about uh, Oklahoma just absolutely tearing into Alabama, number two Alabama? You know, that, I thought they were going to win, but not not by twenty four. No, not not in that fashion whatsoever. Um, but like a lot, like we said, a lot of a lot of double digit or close to double digit victories for the Big Twelve. OU won by was that twenty four. K State wins by fourteen. Me and Matt both said K State was going to have a double digit uh, victory there. Uh, KU won by nine. Um, and then West Virginia had a, a like a 20 point lead at, at one point. So that was kind of surprising. Um, they ended up pulling out by three. Um, and then Baylor had a struggle. They ended up winning by three at home. Uh, Tech finally got a big victory under their belt. That's an eight point victory over LSU. And then Oklahoma State finishing off my last parlay to save my bets wins by 22 over Ole Miss. I think that that one was just cake. <laughs> One that surprised me was Iowa State got their butt handed to them. Yeah. I mean, that game was never close. No. And they gave up 78 points to the highly scary. touted defense that Iowa State says <laughs> yeah. that they have. Yeah. And we all thought we all thought Iowa State was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Easily. So, okay. Um, before we jump into the K-State-KU uh, game, there's two things I want to talk about. One – K-State has won three of their last four games. Is that right? Three of their last four games, um, a victory versus KU, a victory versus Texas Tech, and a victory versus Florida. Their only loss is at Iowa State, a ranked Iowa State team. Could somebody explain to me how KU loses three of four and K-State wins three of four and K-State drops a couple rankings? Four point uh, three ranking spots in the in the top twenty five, and KU jumps a couple spots. Could somebody explain that one to me? <laughs> I, I I can't I can't explain it. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> um, maybe for TV ratings, seven versus eight. I, I, I'm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying well, to pull up the rankings here real quick so I can get a look at what they are. And I'm I'm completely okay with like I I knew K State was gonna fall a couple spots just that's just how it is when you lose one game or so but it's not like KU beat a top twenty five team on the road I mean Kentucky's a Kentucky's a decent team compared to the rest of the NCAA but they weren't ranked and they just come off of three losses in a row maybe I'm just maybe it just sounds like I'm bitching but I'm just I'm just I know rankings don't mean anything. It's just how is that always the case where if K-State loses one game, they drop in the rankings where KU wins one game but loses, comes off three losses in a row, they jump up a couple spots. I will say I was shocked to see that K-State dropped because when I was looking at it Saturday night, um, just kind of seeing that like the amount of teams and everybody above them 
I guess besides Purdue had lost and I right. think Tennessee had won. So, but I, I honestly thought that they were going to just stay like right at five. I didn't really think they were going to move up. Cause you know, cause obviously they can't move up after losing to Iowa state, even though they, right. you know, that week you got to move them down. Um, but KU jumping one, um, I guess it's just because everyone else lost behind them or lost in front of them. But right. I, And I understand it's not that big a deal. It's like K-State fell two spots while KU jumped up one spot. But still, it's like, I just, I don't, I want to know what the explanation is for the voters. Granted, the, a lot of the voters, I don't think, deserve a vote because how, okay, how does, how does somebody have a vote in like, say some like the american athletic conference how how why do they get a vote and why why does uh what i trying to say why why are they voting on big 12 games or big 12 teams like they should only be able to rank their own teams i guess i don't know it's uh, maybe i'm just spitballing and being a little just being in anyway (laughs) being annoyed that k-state fell a couple spots um okay so the other thing um what was the other thing, Josh? Oh, ESPN Plus. <laughs> you guys oh, want to go yeah. on a rant about ESPN Plus again? I would love to go on a rant about ESPN Plus. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Because, I mean, it's it's just like, I know I, I kind of mentioned it the last time after I saw they're they were on here and I tweeted something out about it. And I, you know, I understand that they set this game they set their ESPN plus the way basketball does it. They set what team, what games are going to be on what before the season starts. I understand that And K-State was voted last in the big 12, which I still, I still think was stupid, but they have to do that for expectations, you know, everyone, whatever. So they're voted last. So they, they maybe thought this just wasn't going to be a good game. And then people's arguments or, are, are, you know, they put the, these kind of games on ESPN plus they want these kind of games on ESPN plus, so people will pay for it and they can get, you know, subscribers and whatever. Problem is that why can't we just go week by week with mm-hmm. this with the scheduling like football does it? Exactly. I, that's the I just think that team. you need to do that. Yeah, because the lowest team should get ESPN plus during basketball. It is a top ten matchup in college basketball in the best conference you should have that on national tv and state rivalry yes that also well like it's like having alabama tennessee and football on a espn plus i mean that's never going to happen well and can we talk about it's just like why is it not in the contract to where they can just flex out their own games like say espn so is this is how it is on the on the actual networks wake forest versus duke unranked matchup on ESPN, Texas A&M at Arkansas on ESPN two unranked matchup. Virginia tech is unranked at number 23, Miami on ESPN U, but it's like it's ESPN versus ESPN. It's their mm-hmm. own network. Why yeah. they, they literally have the, the main um, commentator crew work on the ESPN plus game. Like, why can't you flip that? It's, it's their own company. It's ESPN versus ESPN. It's not like they're competing with CBS or NBC or some other network. <laughs> yeah. So, who is announcing this game? Is it Jay Billis? Jay Billis, yeah. See, that's right there. Is what like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have Jay Billis on ESPN Plus. That makes no sense at all. It's like, it's just yeah, it's just stupid. I think. I mean, I'm fine with the Big Twelve Network, and I I know we've been over this, but mm-hmm. it just needs to not be on ESPN Plus with 
that network doesn't work half the time on right. the ESPN app. So I just think it's a simple fix. I think they're overthinking yeah, it, it. Just get it, get yeah. the game that people want to watch. The that 1.5 million people watched the first time, get it on ESPN. Yeah, because they're not anywhere there. close to that now. No, uh-uh. I bet you half, <laughs> half of if if half watch the game this time, it'll be lucky they get half. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the game itself. K State uh, comes into the game as a seven-point underdog in Allen Fieldhouse, and and it, the over/under is one forty-six and a half. Um, Matt, I guess for my for my opinion, I'm a little surprised that it's seven points. I would say like four or five would make sense, but I guess it makes sense just because it's an Allen. However, wow. KU has proven that they've lost an Allen already this year, so. I don't. That's that's my opinion on the spread, um, Matt. Let's give me your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I was thinking along four or five, but it's an Allen Field House. We haven't won an Allen Field House since the old Jim Ruljage era, his last year, and won by last by last second um, free throws and won that game. We haven't, and it's been a very very long time. Um, the over under is one hundred forty six. I I think it'll go over. I think. Uh, I'll be honest. I think it'll be a high-scoring game like last time. What is that? I would probably agree. 75, 75-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 70 around there. I would probably agree with it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, I think the spread is where – I mean, like you just said, Jacob, uh, KU has definitely proven – I mean, this year, playing in Allen, they, they can get blown out. They lost by 20 to TCU. And every other game, really, that they played in Allen, they've had to fight their way back in the second half. So, I mean, it's all been comebacks. They, ha- I don't think they've covered a spread in Allen Fieldhouse in comp- or at home in conference play yet this year. Um, so I could definitely see it being a high-scoring game. I mean, I kind of I could see it being something a, a little like I would probably say in the eighties. I could see. I mean, well in the eighties, like, yeah. like last time, yeah, but not overtime this time, though. I mean, even that. So that'd be wild if they went overtime twice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely doable. But I guess here's here's the way I see the game. It'll be high scoring again. I think we all I think we all agree it'll be a high scoring game in the seventies and eighties. But I think what will come down to the end of the game is. I think K State. I think K State is going to win the game again. I really do. I think they get their first yeah. victory in Allen Fieldhouse since 2005, and I think it's because KU doesn't have the depth, and it's been showing the last couple of weeks. Like we talked about the Kentucky game, KU had to rely on their starters. Um, when I say Josh, don't look, give me that face. <laughs> no, I was sorry. I was. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going that at you. Okay. I was trying to. I realized I had the wrong game up on my. Oh, okay. Uh, but when oh, I when I look at KU's previous games, you know the Kentucky game only six points. Um, during that three game off the bench, the six points off the bench from KU, um, during that three game losing streak, they only had eighteen total points from those three games total for, off the bench. If they don't have a guy come off the bench, and if you if KU has guys in foul trouble, K State's got the guys that are going to score. They have plenty of depth. They're they're um. What is this sound happening? Sorry. They got the guys that are going to score. They got the guys that are going to 
step up in those roles. Um, if Kay's in foul trouble whatsoever, I think I think this is the first year in a long time where I think K-State is genuinely the better team, just all around. Um, however, it's an Allen Fieldhouse. Allen Fieldhouse calls. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, I get my take. I think it's Allen, Allen Fieldhouse. Is, K-State, KU. KU's going to be hyped because we beat them. Their fan base is going to be great. I – I'm just going to go – I just have a gut feeling. I think KU will beat them by three, 84-81. You bastard. That's, that's good. <laughs> I hope you're right. If you're right. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's going to be a really, really close game in KU. And plus, I'll be honest, Jalen Wilson, he's he's a beast for KU. Like, he's been playing. Yeah. Yep. Well, l- listen to this. Jalen Wilson's uh, la- uh, leading score – when he's been a leading scorer, 22 points, 30 points, and 38 points in the last three of the last four games. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. it might just come down to whether he shows up or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree with both of you guys. Um, like, like you were saying, Jacob, um, uh, KU's foul trouble and their depth in this game is going to be, I mean, even more important than it was last game because now you have questions with if McCuller is going to be healthy or not and if he's going to be able to go. Um, you have Edger four who is out is out, I think, two to three weeks. So he's not available for this game. Um, and if I mean, so we saw last game, KU had three of their starters foul out, one of those guys with Warwick Kohler. Um, so if I mean it'll be questions on if he can play foul troubles, um, definitely an option. And then you're gonna have to have somebody off the bench step up. And um this Uday Uday will be the first big off the bench and he's got, you know, a really big opportunity to obviously step up for this game, but to kind of just, uh, you know, I guess imp- like allow him to improve off of an importance from this game for, you know, get more chest and uh, bill to play him in other games as well. And then, you know, just see more minutes there, but definitely the question or, I mean, it, it comes down to really if uh, Wilson can step up because, like you said, he's averaging 30 points over the last, or I guess probably not quite 30 now after last game, but right over Pretty like close. 25. Yeah. yeah. Right up there uh, the last four games. And he is National Player of the Year candidate. Obviously, Zach Eadie's running away with that. But like I said, I mean, I think if KU doesn't lose, go on a three-game losing streak, he's probably number one in national player of the year because he's just so important to this team. Not a whole lot of guys uh, look to shoot the ball on KU's team. And so if you can stop Wilson and if Grady Dick's not having a good night shooting the ball, which he did not have a good night last time, that was another thing. KU's going to have to hit some threes. I mean, (laughs) they went six for 29. Can I say something? You funny you say that they going on that three game losing streak. Honestly, if, if Kentucky would have beat KU the other night, I would have been very terrified to play KU on yeah, tomorrow night thing. because because there's no way KU was about to lose five in a row. <laughs> yeah, and not having your fifth be at home yeah. against K State. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, so yeah, I can definitely see that. But I I think I would say that as a KU fan, I think I'd be the opposite. I think I'd be freaking out right now if they didn't end up winning against Kentucky, and then you got K State coming in to town and. You know, they beat him last year or beat him last game. So right. I would definitely think I'd be on the opposite side of that. But well, and I, I think more so on the K State perspective, it's like if 
if I'm a if I'm a player for K State and just saw my rival lose four in a row and going to their place, it's like, well, they're probably you know not having the most confidence. I'm going to lay a fat egg because because you know I'm not, I'm not going to expect them to play well again. Well, then KU beats them if they you know lose four in a row and all of a sudden KU is like, all right, we have something to play for now. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas now K State players are like, oh, they finally won a game and a big game on the road. They are still KU, so let's make sure we come out ready to play. Yeah. So that's how I see it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think that game was good to for players' confidence wise for KU to be able to get that win. Hey, Josh, Kentucky, did you say your final score? I did not. Um, I'll go. I do think K State covers the spread. Um, I don't like taking. I don't like taking KU to cover uh the spread especially just because it's the right just because of the rivalry and k-state mm-hmm. is obviously a great oh, team you always get always gonna be close rivalry games are always gonna be closer especially the oh, spread yeah. is that far like you gotta it's every sport too especially yes uh, that big of a spread i mean big 12 games are always close ku hasn't really covered a game in allen yet so i would i'd say i'll say 70 i'll say 80 78 nice picking the hogs Oh, Matt, yes. Matt, what did you pick? What did, 8041 what did you pick? KU. 8041 KU. And then what did you say, 8077? 8078. 8078. Okay. Yeah. So Matt betrayed me. Josh is staying loyal. <laughs> <laughs> and I will pick the Cats to finally get the damn victory, get the job done, win the dang day. Cats win in Allen Fieldhouse. 77 to 72. It's going to be a five-point victory. No one-point. Oh, wow. No, no one-possession game. Cats are going to freaking put it to them. Damn. Make, make free throws points. down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I swear if we don't make free throws. We shot the we shot from the line like shit against uh, saying. Uh, Iowa State. Um, Florida, I think I think so, Florida, too. I already closed that tab, so I don't know what it is. But Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> I and KU and their free throw shooting is just one of the things that kind of they grind my gears. It's free for a reason. Make your free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that, that very well covers the K-State-KU game. Any uh, extra thoughts there or anything in general about college basketball over the weekend? Because I kind of want to talk about the Chiefs yesterday. Ooh, <laughs> Chiefs football on the locker room. That's been a while since we talked about that. I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, regard. I will say, though, obviously, this game does have very high, like very high, you know, mean means a lot for uh, the conference. So, oh, that's true. Got to win this game. Yeah, that's Uh, very true. Iowa State and Texas both playing tonight, who are uh, currently up there, tied for first. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think yeah, one, it looks like both of those teams might win. So one through six is within, I think, two games. So yep, that's pretty. That's I. It's the most depth. I mean, the Big Twelve has had so much depth for years, but this is the most depth from top to bottom, especially how tight that is right through there. So we don't. I have no idea who's going to win the Big Twelve. No clue. And just real quick, I'll throw this out. Um, only two teams have swept. Uh, KU in the self era. It was Oklahoma State 2021 or Oklahoma State in 2018 and Texas in 2021. So, yeah, please do. Why, why, why don't stakes? <laughs> please do. Yeah. 
It's an Allen Fieldhouse. Self will probably be carrying around an extra couple twenty dollars uh, slip in the uh, and allegedly. Also, if Self <laughs> is wearing a suit, watch out, boys. You think he'll start bringing that back wearing suits again? Is that <laughs> is that the so. key? The key to KU victories? I think all it right. is. Hey, all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Let's jump into the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals, the AFC Championship game. Matt, yes, sir. Did you piss your pants at the end there? <laughs> I did. I needed like, I needed like probably mouth to mouth or something. I can't take the stress anymore. That was a hell of a game. Um, I honestly thought Bucker was going to miss the end of the game. But... No, he wasn't going to miss. I called it on the Twitter page. <laughs> I know. Like... <laughs> He's been kind of consistent be. this year, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. We're going to get overtime, and Cincinnati's going to win. But no, Joe Burrow gets a little piece of humble cherry pie, and Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl. What a game it was. Um, no, and I will say that the officiating, people are complaining so much online about the officiating, and I'm just like, I'm not even a Chiefs fan, per se. And I'm yeah. just sitting here like, you guys are just... And I said this a long time ago. Stop hating on greatness. Quit hating on teams that win year after year yeah. after year. They did the yeah. same thing with Tom Brady. They do the same thing with um, Mahomes. Um, who else? They just love to hate off on great teams. And the officials... Blaming the officials for a game where the Bengals had the football under two minutes with a chance to win the game. It's just, it's an easy scapegoat for the losing fans. It just is. And people yeah. saying that, oh, Mahomes wasn't hit out of bounds. That's complete bullshit. That was definitely a late hit. If you, you gotta, if you're gonna call that same, if you're gonna throw that same late hit flag in the second quarter, the people are like, oh, you can't, the officials can't have that game, can't make the decision to, you know, that's a pretty big decision to make. You can't change the game with a penalty like that. It's like, it's the same penalty in the second quarter as it is with 20 seconds left in the football game. You can't not throw the flag because then what are we doing? Are we saying yeah. you can throw a flag in this situation, but you can't when the game's on the line? No, that a flag is a flag is a flag. Like, yeah, just like simple offsides or holding call. I remember when D Ford, we had, we almost mm-hmm. beat New England. He was offsides at the end of the game. Just a simple offside. Like, you, you call that all game long consistently. And then they say, well, the Bengals had touchdowns brought back. Well, the Chiefs had a touchdown brought back in the first yes, quarter, the first half. Of, so it's call. like – and the Chiefs had every opportunity to put the game away early. They and did. Too, yeah, they did it, yeah. They, they had an interception um, right before the end of the half, didn't score. The Bengals go down and get a field goal. The Chiefs very well could have put the game away right then and there, but they didn't. The Bengals had every opportunity to win that game, and they didn't, and the better team won. Sit your ass down, haters. Yeah. Yeah. Sick of it. 
tired of it. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> you still there? Hey, Josh. Oh, hey, Josh. yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts? Uh, oh, oh yeah. also, also, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes because I made a lot of money yesterday on betting on the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly, uh, that that gets called or that penalty gets called 100% of the time. And everyone needs to go back and listen to your rant on the pod that you had uh, earlier in the year about betting against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, was so, that my solo podcast? I, I believe right. so, yeah, yeah. It was the K-State KU uh, football podcast when I did yep. it when I was driving to Manhattan. <laughs> You jambroni. You jambroni. <laughs> yeah, Bengals had uh, all the all the chances in the world to win in that game, and Chiefs had, or I guess, I mean, they had chances in the fourth quarter. They had the ball twice, threw a pick, and punted the ball. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs had the had a chance in the first half, first quarter. It could have been uh, what fourteen nothing at one point, and it was yeah. instead six to nothing. So, you know, you can't really complain, but you're always going to get. You're always going to get that people complain about the refs. So yeah, I just I hate I hate seeing all the uh, the blue check marks on Twitter who have never played a sport in their life. It's always it's always the refs' fault. It's like, do you not understand? Like one or two plays out of a hundred and twenty nine play game is not gonna is not the determining factor. Like have have you know make a play here or there. Make the you know. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things can happen throughout a game. It's not just one or two things, you know. And I'm just anyway, yeah. little little tangent. Just don't put yourself in the position to blame the ref, and you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Exactly, perfect. You you nailed it, man. Chiefs win the AFC Championship game, twenty three to twenty. The Eagles absolutely monkey stomped the 49ers with a without their quarterback Brock Purdy. So Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, and uh, maybe we'll have to do a Super Bowl spectacular episode again, like we did last year. You will, um, and that'll be probably two weeks from now. So uh, I think that very well wraps it up here on the locker room. Um, any final thoughts, you guys? This was um, a fun one. Get the victory. Yep. Go Hawks. Cats. Okay, my name is Jacob. His name is Matt. Thanks again for Josh at Josh Hawks underscore pod. Go listen to his podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcast. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow us at the Lecker Room. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. Have a great Tuesday and have fun watching the Sunflower Showdown round two in Lawrence, Kansas. See you guys later. This has been the Lekka Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.